Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Sumed Mehta. Sumed is the Chief Information Officer of Putnam Investments, an 84-year-old global money management firm headquartered in Boston. Sumed has run tech and digital for more than eight years. And across that tenure, he's modernized the technology platform at Putnam to foster a cloud-first, data-driven, and agile organization. He's also driven the enterprise across its business units to innovate together and deliver solutions for new products. I look forward to hearing more about his methods through this conversation. Sumed, welcome to Technovation. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I am as well. I am as well. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Well, Sumed, um, I would love to begin with your company. You're the Chief Information Officer of Putnam Investments. Um, for those who may be less familiar, I, I certainly think many will be, but uh, w- wouldn't you provide a bit of an overview as to Putnam Investments business, please? Putnam is in the financial services business. Putnam is an active manager dedicated to helping its shareholders succeed. On investment performance, we have industry-leading performance on a one-year, three-years, five-year, and 10-year basis. That is somewhat unusual for the industry. This consistency that uh, our investment team is able to deliver is really outstanding. We have unwavering focus on the highest level of service, and we have a sustainable approach in our business and in research. And we do all of this while building a diverse and inclusive culture. Putnam is an 84-year-old company based out of Boston, Massachusetts. Quite a storied history. And thank you for that overview. Um, As Chief Information Officer, uh, a role you've had for uh, a bit more than eight years now, uh, talk a bit about your responsibilities in that role. Sure. Um, So as CIO and member of the operating committee, I feel it's both my responsibility and obligation to bring technology to bear for our businesses to create our strategic advantage and to continue the journey of providing leading performance for uh, our shareholders and helping them succeed. In whatever we do, we have to apply the lens of what our goals are as an organization. And it's my job to look at everything we do in technology and making sure we are leveraging the latest developments uh, to provide the best outcomes for our business partners. That's very interesting, Sumed. What form did digital transformation take in those early days? Certainly. Um, So it's always nice to reflect back, right? I remember um, eight years ago when I came into the organization, the first thing I said to myself I needed to do was to learn where the organization is, what we do, what we are really good at, and how we can harness our talent to do the things that we may want to do. I didn't come with any preconceived ideas that we were gonna do X, Y, Z, because I didn't know the organization yet. So it took the time and the thoughts that developed for me was putting forward a big idea that would inspire the organization and would in fact inspire all of the organization, not just technology. Um, So the idea in 2015 for me was digital transformation that offered us the greatest opportunity for our business to evolve through the ups and downs of the economy because the financial industry landscape was changing rapidly. So that's the positioning uh, we put forward to our CEO, Bob Reynolds, who then said to work hard to bring the whole company together around digital transformation to not make this into an IT thing. So that's what we did, um, starting with a really big idea and starting to help define what does digital transformation mean? So, I mean, I can tell you more about the kinds of things we did with that, because in those in 2015, the term digital transformation wasn't as pervasive. 
from questions of aren't we already digital? Certainly, financial services has been an early adopter of technology. So what I needed to do was communicate our ideas, share the ideas, and bring in outside perspectives. We started to build relationships with CEOs of uh, really big technology firms. We invited their strategy people into our organization, and we created a platform by which people could ask questions, but could also start to engage with the technology firms to, to understand what they are doing with data analytics and digital transformation that is moving their business. Those are the types of things that we did. And the one other thing I did, Peter, was I actively invited um, people who were skeptical about the idea. Um, we started to ask what were the constraints in achieving digital transformation? And there are many, we're an 84 year old organization. Uh, we do things a certain way. We are very proud of that heritage. What are the things that are gonna change? And that change is always hard. And what I needed was everyone to understand what digital transformation could offer our clients and how it could be a tool for us to move the company forward. And when that started to work, we were really able to look at the technology team and I changed the name of our internal IT organization to become Digital Technology at Putnam. Very interesting, Sumed. I know from our past conversations, you worked to build momentum beyond that point. And what were some of the methods you used in order to do so? So that, that gave us the launch pad, if you will. From there, what we did was we looked at small successes that we could have together. What are the small steps we can create that will demonstrate that our ideas are delivering value. Some of this was just working differently. We said, why can't technology people work on business floors with business teams working together? In those days, we had uh, a lot of privacy. This is pre-COVID. People had their own offices. They had their own cubicles. Um, there were big walls in between different teams. Um, we looked at how some of the old trading desks were set up. If you'll recall, traders like to work in an open sort of environment. We had some leftover furniture from the old days. And I asked our teams whether they would help us change some of the furniture in two locations. So again, we kept it small. And over a weekend, we changed some of the high cubes into these shared areas to work. And when people came in on Monday, they had a different working environment. We made the change visible. Now, I have to say, the first instance, people weren't excited about that change because they liked some of the privacy that the cubicles and the offices uh, offered before. But very soon, when we started to work with our business teams and our technology teams working together in a more open environment, we started to build trust. And that trust went a really long way uh, in building a culture that says, hey, it really does seem that you are focused on the business solutions and not necessarily just focused on technology. I, very, very interesting, Sumat. The empathy you took, both by engaging those people, especially who were naysayers or skeptical of, of some of the early ideas you had and engaging them to ensure that you were understanding the sources of the skepticism and finding ways to overcome them, while also finding ways to forge this uh, culture of trust uh, really remarkable. And I, I'd love to get a little bit further into uh, another idea which you've begun to uncover, which is the necessity given your purview and the power of digital 
to think comprehensively and to connect dots across the organizations and to find ways of making the traditional silos of the organization a bit more permeable. Can you talk a bit more about that process that you you undertook in order to engage the broader organization? Yes, yeah, certainly. So in, in my role, and this is where I have to credit our CEO, um, he really supported me um, as we started to connect the dots of the different organizations. So while everyone works in their silos, delivering business goals, business values, we talked about uh, having technology being part of the business uh, business planning process on an annual basis. We talked about how technology is one of the few areas in the business that gets to see everything that's going on in the organization. And it is in those conversations that we can engage to say if there's an opportunity to build a platform rather than a solution that we would do so. If there's an ability to leverage solutions we've built in one area and apply them to another, then we can get economies of scale. So we couple that thinking with our transformation into the cloud. And it was the business side that said, look, if we got rid of the desktops and the way we work and had virtual devices, um, then we could be anywhere, anytime, and we'd have access to exactly the same things as we have when we are in the office. So inspired by their thinking, we started to move our investment teams onto VDIs. Uh, when they saw the benefit of that and when COVID hit, um, it just seemed that we were already prepared to work from anywhere at mass, right? We, run, we ran a test on day one for the whole organization to work from home, and it worked so successfully that we we said we didn't have to come in. Now, this is early days of COVID, right? It's It was March, I think, 2020. And um, our CEO said, uh, if we if we have to take that action, what is it that we would be able to prove? And we said, I'd love to be able to run a test on day one to see if it works. So we we told the entire company to work from home. And guess what? We, we, we didn't come back for a couple of years after that. Right? <laughs> and everything just worked really seamlessly. And it was a result of our modernization strategy, our focus on business results. We were inspired by our business teams asking us for things that would help them be able to do their jobs better. One of them was they're often not in the office. They're often traveling. We built mobile solutions. We put VDIs in place and we had started working on the cloud transformation journey. All of those really helped uh, us create a seamless environment for uh, when COVID did hit. That's really, really fantastic. And I know, and I know the, uh, the collaboration you undertook even got to the point where technology became very involved in the evolution of some of the products. Um, can you talk a bit about that, that level of collaboration yeah. as well? So while doing business planning, um, the challenge for us was, uh, okay, we understand, we're starting to understand how cloud computing is impacting human lives everywhere, right? We're watching Netflix, looking at analytics to decide what kind of movies we want to watch. We're making select product selection decisions based on reviews. Everything's turning digital. Um, we are in the business of picking the best companies in equity, having the best investment solutions for our, for our businesses. What are the tools and technologies that we can put, uh, that we can bring together to provide a similar experience? That's kind of how, how we were always trying to think. And 
for us, it became uh, very clear when the challenge was, um, it's not technology for technology's sake. Tell us how it impacts our financials. Tell us how it impacts investments results. Tell us how it impacts our distribution partners to do a better job more productively. Uh, tell us how it makes us operations more effective. We changed the language of technology to becoming business outcome oriented rather than technology oriented. So we stopped talking about upgrades of our hardware and the cycles, uh, but instead we started to talk about delivering results. One example was um, we got champions in our risk team who said, why don't you take our big risk engines and have them run in the cloud? On the first day after we went live, we saw when they came into work, they had access to all of the risk data across all funds for all securities uh, first thing in the morning. This is something they were used to getting around three in the afternoon. Um, suddenly, they had an acceleration uh, and better quality data because we were able to run faster, we were able to scale, um, and we had access to their data um, so much earlier that that we didn't have to sell the concept of cloud migration. We were talking about business impact of having access to information early uh, so they have more time to do their work. Um, similarly, on the distribution side, our teams are on, often on the road. They finish a sales call. They want to be able to get their meeting notes into Salesforce, and they want to be able to do it quickly. Ideally, they want to do it through the mobile device and through voice. Uh, we were able to put those tools together. These are all examples of small things that we were able to do. When you put it together across the organization, they look like a big transformation. So while we had a big audacious goal for digital transformation at the organization level, followed by small steps of what we can do, uh, making that visible was really, really critical because they were all independently small. We put a trade show together at the end of the year uh, to demonstrate all the things that we had done. And we invited the whole organization uh, to walk through. Our CEO spent four hours looking at all of the tools and what we had built for the organization that's really helping us achieve these goals. So then came the opportunity because of this evolution, I said, in financial services, we needed to change products. We needed to build something new and deliver it. Uh, our teams came together in January. By February, we had a business plan of how we were going to launch active ETFs. By May, we had our first product in market. And the reason it happened at this speed is because it needed evolution of all of our legal structure work, all of the work around distribution, what we have to do in investments and the thought process, and the technology that would make it real. And in this case, because of cloud computing, uh, because of access to our partners, because of access to different tools, we were able to pull the technology in at a speed that it was not the long pole in the tent. Uh, so it, it wasn't the thing that was going to slow us down. Um, in fact, it became an enabler as we were working on requirements and changes and our teams were able to produce solutions in almost overnight, working closely with the business. It was really just one team. There was You couldn't tell who the technology people were, who the business people were, who the, if we just pulled them all together, we use 
technology tools like Jira to manage the process. We worked on the most critical uh, items first. So we demonstrated value early and the business was able to tweak their requirements, what we would traditionally call requirements, as they learn how the tools are working. And that iterative process from February to May allowed us to launch new products into the market. And then we started to work on separately managed accounts, another set of new products that, that came into market. And again, technology was not something that was slowing us down. In fact, it became an enabler. Remarkable. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I wanted to get back to the cultural point that you began to speak about as well. And some of the exercises you went to, including transforming the office and having people work on uh, on, on that transformation, uh, transformation of a different kind, uh, in order to build trust, trust building exercises. And I know that trust is a key foundational element of, of your culture, as is diversity. And I wonder if you could take a little bit of uh, time to underscore some of the things that you and the team have done to foster greater degrees of diversity on your team. Certainly. Um, so with the with the focus on diversity at an organizational level, uh, it was really an eye-opener for us because it allowed us to be introspective on who do we have in the organization, how diverse are we, and we quickly found that we had 15% of our teams were women and 85% were men. And we challenged ourselves to say, how can we get to 50%, right? So again, the challenges around it are, there are not enough women in technology, there are not enough women in engineering, there aren't enough women in STEM. Um, so we got together with our HR partners and we said, how can we solve this problem for us? We can't solve it at mass, I get that. Those challenges are real but we can make a difference in our organization. And they quickly came up with a list of schools, um, women engineering schools that we could go to, we could be hiring from. Um, and today we are about 28% women uh, in technology. So by taking on some measurements, understanding what the deficiencies were, where the goals needed to, to be, we were able to come up with ideas and innovative ideas, if I may say, uh, that helped helped us accomplish uh, those goals. Then we got focused on uh, other underrepresented uh, members of our community where Blacks and Latinos are underrepresented. Um, and we said, again, when we are hiring people, um, we want to send diverse folks for the interview process. You know, we have to go where people are in order to go attract them and tell them the Putnam story. Uh, and as a result, we're starting to make progress. We still have a lot more work to do, uh, but we are certainly making progress. The other part of the culture was just the traditional role of IT in organizations. It, it's always been uh, a more of a back-end role where business has a set of requirements and they want to engage with, with the technology teams in some way. So they need a process for that. Uh, they want to provide those requirements over. They want an estimate of how long it'll take to deliver it. And then we are always managing those timelines. And that's sort of the um, historic perspective. When we started to break things down into bite size, we came up with three pillars for success. We said, we want to work on engage, align, and deliver. Engage meant a different kind of engagement with our business partners is not to go in and accept the requirements, but is to become part of the process that says, how do we even come up with the requirements? In other words, what are your business goals? If we are all 
headed in the same way, then as a corporate strategy, we're more likely to get there. So we didn't want a set of goals in technology and a set of goals in business. We wanted to derive the technology goals from the business. And we said, that's the engagement component. Uh, in alignment, we need to all work together towards understanding what's the most important uh, aspect. When we broke down the barriers between tech and business and had technology people working with business on their floors together as one teams, we had more success in being able to provide perspective when we said we need to upgrade software and it's going to take away from building uh, some functionality that they had seemed important, deemed important. Uh, when we need to apply security patches and we need to do hygiene-related aspects of technology, it gave us a better avenue to communicate the types of things technology needs to do to keep the business safe. These are all business results-driven. And so we saw the business become champion of technology and technology become champion of businesses. Um, and it started to create the cultural shift that we wanted. Now, we had to work really hard towards some other aspects as well, because change is hard. It's easier to talk about change when it's not happening to you. But when it's happening to you, then, then there's lots of confusion. So our teams, um, great engineers, architects, they've been successful at delivering software in the past. They run a tight ship. Um, and we were saying that given modern tools, modern technology, cloud computing, digital ways of looking at things, we can change all of that. We can do even better. Um, today, we have 40% improvement in our uh, number of tickets that come out of issues uh, on a week-by-week -week basis as we measure than we used to. All right, we are faster at delivering code than we were, than we were used to. We have bridges between our businesses and technology teams where we ended up building that trust. So we had this engagement, we aligned on our goals, and the third aspect is deliver. Uh, this is where we had to bring in um, technology experts from the industry. How does Amazon do it? How does Google work? How do other companies look at Agile and work at scale to deliver success at the rate at which that they are putting out new products? So we, we said, we wanted to be remain open to learning. And we brought in a platform for um, our teams that they can sign on to and take any number of courses that they want. Uh, we started to create certificates that exist for folks. And then we inspired them to even go outside of their day-to-day -day activities because we thought things like blockchain may be important. Go learn about crypto and create an NFT, which will become an award and we will give digital awards to people when we do our annual award ceremonies. So by just leveraging a little bit and pushing people to think about the new ways of doing things, um, we found that eight years later, we have a team that's very contemporary in technology. They are modern by any measure. Uh, they understand how, how the web works, how fault tolerance works, how we do things in cloud computing. And they have really re-engineered the most difficult and core systems in our organization and made them current. I'm really, really proud of our team that has really delivered on that for us. Um, and it shows, it shows in business results, which is how we connect technology to financial outcomes for our organization. But mostly our investment people are happier. They're enjoying 
um, delivering the one of the best results our company has delivered in terms of performance. Our distribution teams love the idea of using data and analytics to solve customer problems. Our services have improved throughout the organization. Um, and it really is a testament to the organizational culture um, that has enabled all of this change to happen. Yeah, what a remarkable story. I really appreciate you sharing that with us, Sumed. I wanted to, to ask you, looking to the future now, what uh, what trends particularly excite you? What, what are some of the items that are currently on your roadmap that you would underscore? Right. So for us being in financial services, I think the idea around the fintech ecosystem and how fintech is going to grow and thrive, uh, I aspire for our teams to be really a catalyst in helping that grow faster. So generative AI is clearly solving one of our biggest challenges in technology. I say that we can look forward to massive productivity improvements in the area of software. We can look forward to cutting down the time to resolution on any problems uh, because of generative AI and its capabilities if we, if we work with it correctly. In fact, I can even think about generative AI type software that can help future transformations. So every time CIOs will tell you how hard it is to, to take legacy and, and convert it to modern. The ROI is not there, it takes a long time, it's difficult. Um, the data components are really hard to bring over. Um, so I look at generative AI as a tool that will help with productivity improvements. But that's on the technology lens. It will also change uh, the rest of the organization. Everything from investments and, and how we use data and tools to do fundamental analysis with the aid of generative AI uh, will be meaningfully different in the future. And I'm really excited about this technology. Um, same with distribution and operations. So every part of the organization can benefit from it. The second part that's exciting for me is the data strategy for the future. I think the way we, are, we have learned to deal with data has fundamentally changed. There've been a fair amount of innovation in this area from organizations that you've seen in the news. Um, the, the way the databases work has changed. Um, creating self-service in an area that never existed before is now possible while maintaining control of your data. Uh, so I'm deeply excited of uh, putting together data strategies for the future, generative AI and AI opportunities for the future. And then we're keeping an eye on digital assets, blockchain, cryptocurrency, et cetera. I do think blockchain has a potential for being the backbone of future global financial transactions. Um, it hasn't happened yet, and it's been trying for a while. Um, so I'm not a skeptic in this area. I think uh, blockchain will have its day. Um, and uh, I'm always curious about the organizations that are pushing the agenda there. Uh, so we've, we're trying to stay close to the fintech ecosystem, trying to be supportive of them, and also trying to learn from them. Great, great areas uh, for, for us to, to monitor together in terms of the progress made. Uh, appreciate you sharing those. I also wanted to ask you, uh, Sumed, what, what have been some of the difference makers along the way in your career that have led to a role as consequential as the one you currently now have, um, especially for those who may be listening who might be a step or two below your post uh, at whatever organization they might be a part of? What sort of advice might you provide based upon the experiences you've had in reaching the, the heights that you have? 
You know, I've been incredibly lucky to have worked with uh, really tremendous talent, and they come from all parts of the organization. They're not just always leaders in the firm, but they are people who bother to take time with me. Um, when I was forming my own business back in um, 1997, it, it, there are people who said, I'll make time for you every Monday night, we will meet. And for seven years, uh, I met with this ex-CEO who bothered to spend time with me um, and share how he had solved some of the problems. I was very young uh, and I learned a tremendous amount. But then the same types of things happened from teams in, in all parts of um, how we work. There were engineers, there were people who were coming out of school that I may have played a part in getting them hired for the company I was working for. And then we stayed in touch. And over time, they would come up and talk about ideas. And sometimes it's simple as they say they need advice, but I find that I learn more by talking to them uh, because their journey is different than mine and they've learned different things. So making time for people, uh, uh, making time for people when, um, at you know, it's, it's uh, people, as the industry goes through ups and downs, there's always opportunity. Um, at, sometimes they find themselves in a transition um, and especially making time at that time for them when they're evaluating opportunities. I remember someone who had two, two, two job offers and he bothered to come talk to me about um, where he could go outside financial services, within financial services. And to just be able to have that chat, you walk away saying, I learned so much about the different industries and different opportunities for people. I'm so happy that they have that opportunity. And then uh, quite honestly, Peter, in our roles, sometimes we can create opportunity for others. And I think that's a very powerful aspect of what I think we have to do. It really inspires me. People inspire me. Uh, I like to stay connected. I always learn something from others. And I find just taking the time. So when folks call, and even if it's a sales call, and they say, can we have a cup of coffee together? Invariably, I'll try and find a way to say yes. Uh, because I know I'll learn something, I'll get something out of, out of it. And uh, then that helps me do my job better. Um, so people who share ideas about what technology is doing, what innovations they are part of, what they learned when they went to Silicon Valley. And I'd look at our team and say, why don't we go to Silicon Valley? Uh, so you always learn from others. Great insights all. Well, Sumed Mehta, thank you so much for a, a terrific conversation, emblematic of the remarkable change you have led at Putnam Investments, uh, the expansive role the technology and digital plays across uh, your enterprise and through to its customers, uh, as well as your, your vision for the future. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you, Peter. I really appreciated your time.